0: With Bitcoin currently in the low 11,000s range, many are suggesting an end of month spike is in sight. The Internal Revenue Service is going to be direct about asking if US citizens have invested in cryptocurrency, and a mining simulation has projected that Satoshi mined over 1 million Bitcoin using nothing more than a PC computer. Mr. Travis Wright is somewhere in Albania, and for perhaps only the second time in three years, he isn't with us today. Oh, sad panda. But jumping in for the ride is our producer, Ms. Erin Sell. I mean, she puts the news together for us, so certainly she's just as qualified as we are to discuss it, right? It's the we're not lost in Albania. Bad news episode number four hundred and thirty-nine of the Bad Crypto Podcast.
1: Five, four, three, two, one, two.
0: So I get a message this morning from Mr. Travis Wright, it's going to be a while, I'm not in a good mood. Air conditioner went out in the rental and had to drive four hours out of the way to get a car replacement. Now back three and a half hours through treacherous mountain shite, and I've not eaten anything substantial. So <laughs> Mr. Travis Wright is in Albania today and dealing with car troubles and navigating treacherous mountains. And so he's not able to make it. I'm Joel Calm, but with us, we have today for the very first time on an episode, the producer. Of the Bad Crypto Podcast, the one and only Ms. Aaron Sell. Hi, Aaron.
1: Hello. Hi, not Travis. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Do you want, if you want to pretend to be him, you have to practice saying, eat a bag of dicks. That's easy. Yeah.
1: Eat a bag of dicks. There you
0: go. Okay. So, stay... (laughs) Standing in for Mr. Travis Wright today, uh, you know, without Erin, it would be really crazy because she, as producer of the show, does compile the news for us. You know, we kind of go through it and sometimes we'll add something or subtract something, but she helps put it together. She um, edits the show for us and and makes us sound better than we really are. And uh, she schedules our guests and works with all of them. So I just want to say, Erin, we really appreciate you.
1: Well thank you. And I actually have kind of been on an episode uh, like at least once, but just a little bit. Not yeah, like a cameo. Episode. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it was a cameo appearance. So we're glad you're here. And before we jump into the news, which by the way is gonna be sparse today, not because Travis isn't here, but because it's just kind of a sparse week. The news we have is, is you know really great to cover, but there's just not a ton of it. So before we get there, let's talk about our sponsor eToro. Several more of you, and I say several, is a lot of emails in our inbox at badcryptopodcast.gmail.com, have claimed your $50 in free Bitcoin, courtesy of myself and Mr. Travis Wright. Because you're a U.S. citizen and you signed up with eToro for the first time using our link, badco.in forward slash eToro. And you're mailing me and saying, hey, thanks for turning me on to this. This is a cool app. Here's the $50 purchase I made and send me my additional $50 in Bitcoin. And so it usually takes, um, you know, everybody's being pretty patient, but just so you know, when you send us the email, there's no need to check in on us a few days later. We have to forward those to eToro for confirmation, and then they get back with us usually one to two weeks, um, and then we get the Bitcoin sent out to you. So badcode.im forward slash eToro. And uh, also, Aaron, before we get started, I just want to give recognition to the family of Matt D'Souza. Matt was recently our guest on episode number 430, and uh, he was a great guest. It was a really good show.
1: It was a great show.
0: Yeah. So sadly, we discovered that Matt passed away here just, uh, I think it was last Friday. Um, You know, he was one of those guys who didn't wear what he was dealing with on his sleeve. And apparently, Aaron, he was suffering from leukemia from the time he was 22 years old.
1: Wow, that's a sad story. And I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm glad that they reached out to us and let us know what was going on.
0: Yeah, he was 29 uh, when the the battle ended. And so uh, you have condolences on behalf of the whole Bad Crypto community in the Republic of Bad Cryptopia for that loss. We're really glad we got to speak with Matt before that happened, and I'm sure he'll be missed. And with that, Aaron, let's go to the news. All right, let's do it. And timestamp, one fifty p.m. Mountain Standard Time on August the 27th in the year of 2020. Looking at our favorite place to go for the crypto markets, coingecko.com. The current market cap, $364 billion. Bitcoin is $11,262. Ethereum, $379. Tether, $1 even. XRP, 26 cents. Chainlink, number five at $14.45. Polkadot, What? Don't even know what that is. That must be a brand new one, <laughs> number six. I this is this takes me by surprise. We'll have to dig deeper into this. But five dollars and sixty-seven cents, Bitcoin Cash two hundred sixty-two dollars, Litecoin fifty-five and a quarter, Bitcoin SV one hundred eighty-four dollars, and Cardano now at ten cents. So what the heck is Polkadot? Is that like maybe the new name of Chainlink or something? Uh, I oh, just wrote this right before. Here we I go. I just
1: did a quick uh, Google search. Oops, I mean I'm supposed to use Duck, duck go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You didn't duck duck went.
1: But I'm looking at Coindesk Developers I mid-September for Ethereum Polka dot Bridge Proof of Concept.
0: Huh. Polka dot dot network is live. Polkadot Development is on track to deliver the most robust platforms for security, scalability, and innovation. Um, So they're connecting the dots here in governance, staking, and bonding. There's a dot token and out of the blue, I mean, you know, usually when we go through the top 10, it's the usual suspects and, and we'll see some rejiggering, you know, uh, crypto.com might be number 10 or finance. rejiggering. That's a word. Yeah. Look it up. Okay. If it's not, I just wordified. I mean, you know, we do that.
1: Yes, you do
0: make up words all the time. We've seen, you know, Binance coin typically in the nine or 10 slot. Um, Sometimes EOS or Tezos will pick in it, puck up in number 10. What's a puck up? That one I just made up, but Polkadot number six. So yeah. Um, Big winners for the week. Kusama 123 percent polka dot is 93 percent aragon omg network serum balancer ave icon nem cosmos all in the top 10 that had a, a good week are you able to see who the big losers are for the week there aaron Um, You're familiarizing yourself with CoinGecko still, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, the way you do it, and for those of you following along at home, they've got some great sorting tools. And if you are on the main page and you go under the seven day um, chart, you'll see up at, you know, it says one hour, 24 hour and seven day. You click that and you can sort either up or down and it will show you the um, of the top 100 coins who the biggest winners and losers are.
1: I don't even see where you select the days.
0: Oh, she's lost. Nervous Network <laughs> down 24%. Waves down 18%. Cardano down 18%. Not a bad week overall in uh, in the cryptos. Bitcoin took a little hit. I mean, when you look, it. it I think there was a drop um, a few days ago where it kind of went from 11.6 down to 11.1. I don't think we've seen under 11 yet. But uh, I'm not scared. We've seen this before, haven't we?
1: We sure have.
0: Crypto goes up.
1: Crypto goes down.
0: Crypto goes down. Uh, you found this story here, which I think is really interesting, uh, from Bitcoin.com. Apparently, a, um, there's been a re-mining simulation that's taken place. This guy uh, named Sergio Damien Lerner has produced a, uh, a white paper called the Potoshi Mining Machine, which uh, refers to Satoshi's mining. And and they've been looking to try to determine if he was using multiple computers to mine that one point whatever million Bitcoin, or if it was on a single computer. And he's come to a conclusion.
1: They used a single high-end PC to mine the 1.1 Bitcoin?
0: Yeah, that's, that's- what it appears to, to look like here. And I don't understand all this code, you know, that that they're looking at here. It's not my job to break it down. But I guess there was a theory earlier that the first mining farm was 50 independent computers. And now what they're saying is that um, this was multi-threading a high-end CPU. You, You can't mine Bitcoin with a PC these days. You need a farm of... ASIC miners that are super powerful that people just don't keep in their homes. Right. You don't have one, do you?
1: I I do not, which is funny because one of the articles that we're going to get to is talking about mining and um, the electricity and and all that that goes along with mining,
0: Oh, excellent. Well, you're ahead yeah. of me because you know what's yeah. coming next. And, I do. And, I do. And, and and I don't. So we've seen a little bit of volatility recently here this week because Bitcoin did drop from, um, I think it went, let's see, the high was August 17th that Coinbase had $12,486. And then, you know, it's pulled back 1200 and more. Um, so the the but you know the question is is will we ever see a sub ten thousand dollar bitcoin again because every time it goes past ten thousand people are like that's the last time you're going to get it under ten and then it falls under again right and it's gone (laughs) but some indicators are saying that they're expecting a uh, a spike before the monthly close, and they give a few reasons for that option expirations are coming. There's a $500 million worth of options in the August 28th. Deribit Bitcoin options market that are going to close. They're saying that the the fundamentals have dropped off a little bit, but um, because the consolidation is taking longer, it could mean that our next spike is going to be an up spike here before the month is off. I don't know. I never know. I don't know. Do you know? Does Rufus know?
1: Rufus does not know. That's for sure. Um, However, on this page, something just caught my eye and I just thought it was funny. Um, It's an article about the number of women in crypto and blockchain is skyrocketing in 2020. So that's interesting since I'm on the show today.
0: That is perfect timing. I'm wondering, where did you see that on the page? It's in
1: the related news. It was at the bottom.
0: Okay, well, let's take that. Sure. that is good. That's good news. That is good. News. And uh, I'm getting different stories popping up here. Oh, wait, I found it. In fact, they've got a, a picture here on this article that's kind of a Harley Quinn uh, knockoff picture, only she's got the Cointelegraph little coin guy right. all over the place. Yeah, um, and this
1: article is actually a bit dated. It's from May, but.
0: Well, they, that, they wanted you to see it.
1: Right, they did. They did.
0: They said that the number of women in the cryptocurrency industry has increased 43% in the first quarter of 2020. That's awesome. Because women are um, getting more income through trading, investing, and spending of Bitcoin. They're taking more notice of it because women are smart. And Mm -hmm. they're like, wait a second. You guys don't get to have all the fun. We want some of that there, sweet, sweet Bitcoin.
1: That's right.
0: Well, apparently, Aaron, we have something new to look forward to when we're filing our tax returns for 2020.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Um not really excited about it.
0: They've moved the question about crypto front and center. It's on the first page of your 1040, which is your short form. And it says very early on at any time during 2020, did you receive, sell, send, exchange, or otherwise acquire any financial interest in any virtual currency? It's a checkbox. So they are definitely looking closer and just, you know, report your crypto gang, report your taxes, do the best you can get a good CPA that understands crypto taxes. Uh, you know, uh, Clinton Donnelly, a former guest on the show is uh, actually helping me with mine and um, still working out the details from last year because of all the extensions that had to be done because of COVID and, and whatnot. But um, they're taking it seriously. So should you.
1: Yeah, so I guess I am uh, gonna have to think about that this year when filing.
0: Yeah, because this is really your first year that you've invested, right? In crypto. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been tracking it now for several years and have had to file, and you know, um, the reports can be so long. But there's great software out there to uh, to manage that so that you don't have to you know you export your stuff and you import those files into the software and uh, go back to one of our shows where we talk about crypto and taxes if you just go to badcryptopodcast.com and search taxes you'll find several episodes that we talk about it and illustrate some of the uh, software that we use
1: might be a good idea for us to bring somebody back on to talk about these new changes even
0: Ch-ch-ch-ch-changes.
1: Got to add that to the list.
0: Pay your taxes. Ch-ch-changes. Well, for those of you that are following along with the stories, I encourage you to go to our show notes on the website. By now, you should know that we use a URL shortener that takes you directly there by putting in badco.in forward slash. Episode number. So you can literally go and type badco.in forward slash 101 and it'll take you directly to the show notes. But don't do that for this show because this is episode 439. So go to badco.in forward slash 439 and you'll see this story from our friends and media partner Cointelegraph asking the question what role will crypto play during the great reset? Are we moving towards more centralization or more decentralization? let's face it it's crazy out there
1: it is crazy out there that's for sure
0: and you know we're seeing the decline of fiat currencies which happens every time there's a fiat currency. In fact, we've had a longer lifespan of our fiat currency um, in the US due to our abundant capitalism and uh, due to us printing (laughs) so much of it, but that's actually gonna lead to the downfall of the dollar. And meanwhile, precious metals and cryptos are up. So.
1: This article is interesting to me. It says that the World Economic Forum sees this as a unique window of opportunity to shape the recovery.
0: Yeah, in other, other words, the the powers, the world powers that meet in Davos, Switzerland every year, they have their plan and they want to make their plan the plan. You know, we had Sheila Warren, the uh, head of blockchain and data policy at the World Economic Forum on the show not too long ago some people refer to her as an emissary of sorts really yeah and uh, she was a great interview uh super smart great sense of humor fit right in here with the uh, republic of bad cryptopia but you know hopefully people like her are liaisoning in a way that um, will encourage the leaders of the world during this Great Reset, to decentralize rather than to attempt more centralization, because centralization is not in the best interests of we, the people.
1: Okay, so this is interesting. Um, Cointelegraph has an article uh, that becoming an accredited investor in the U.S. is no longer just about being rich. The SEC has relaxed their rules over becoming an accredited investor. So...
0: I like seeing that because, you know, what it does is it creates this club, you know, for only the rich. It's saying you can't be trusted to invest your own money. You know, it's it's like the government is protecting people from making bad choices. But, you know, we should be free to make all of the bad choices we want to make. I understand having some protections in place so that scams, you know, don't, uh, um, propagate and take money from old people and their social security and, and whatnot. But, you know, having requirements that you have to have either a million dollars in net worth or an income of at least $200,000 a year, I feel like that's that's too high. So what are they doing to relax that? Do we, do we know yet or is this just an uh, intention of theirs?
1: Um, So in the article, it just says that the details are not yet fully clear, but the new definition will allow people to qualify as accredited investors based on professional certifications, designations, or credentials.
0: Mm. I see. I still think, though, that's not a big enough move. That's saying, all right, prove that you have a degree. Um, and then, you know, if you went to college, like going to college doesn't mean you're going to be any wiser with your investments. I know a lot of people that went to college that are, you know, dumb as a a stack of bricks when it comes to wisdom and discernment. So I don't know. It's a step in the right direction, I suppose.
1: Right. I mean, I, I guess for me, it's like, I don't understand if it's, if it's my money, I should be able to do what I want with it. Nobody stops me from going, to a casino and spending all my money, right? <laughs> exactly.
0: And you've got so many people that are on the government dole, you know, that are for for good reasons or for bad reasons, whatever. They're getting some sort of um, you know uh, welfare payment for the lack of coming up with the right term right now, um, and they're spending it however they want. So what's the difference here if if, if I don't make you know. If I'm in median income and I can take my social security check and go to the Riverboat Casino and sit there all day um, and, and drop them into a slot machine, knowing full well that I'm giving it away, why can't I invest in an actual business that has the potential to provide a return? Yep. I don't know. Makes Maybe those people wouldn't do that anyway, but to me, it's the, it's the principle of the thing. In other news on Bitcoin.com, Aaron, uh, over there across the border in Canada, apparently there's a, a food chain called Tahini's. I never heard of that. I heard of, uh, what is it, Tim Hortons? Right, um, that's, that's yep. the big that's coffee. I've never heard of Tahini's. What's I what's have?
1: The I haven't either. But I I thought this was interesting. So they're taking all their cash reserves and putting it into Bitcoin.
0: Oh, so Tahini's is a restaurant chain that serves Middle Eastern food. They started in London, um, uh, London, Ontario, by the way, (laughs) not not London, uh, United Kingdom. It's a Canadian city in southwestern Ontario. It's a Mediterranean restaurant chain. They've got four locations with three franchises about to open in Ontario. And they tweeted this out. We just converted our entire cash reserves that were originally used as savings into Bitcoin. That's, that's a bold move.
1: So this is kind of funny in the article. It's talking about the restaurant's owner that I guess he has come across cryptocurrency many times, but he always just pushed it to the side because Warren Buffett was his idol. And Mm. since, you know, Warren calls it rat poison, he didn't pay any attention to it. But I guess now he is.
0: It's amazing what happens when you start thinking for yourself and listening to a variety of opinions and not just the so-called experts because certainly you know people would say when it comes to investing warren buffett is you know one of the top experts in the world
1: i mean they don't call him the oracle of omaha for no reason
0: that's right but uh, you know those of us in the crypto world think he's horribly wrong about crypto which proves that you know nobody hits home runs all the time so pretty interesting to see that this um This company has done this, and you know, last week on the news we talked about um, a company that's listed on NASDAQ, MicroStrategy. They became the first major company that's you know publicly listed to convert some of its cash reserves into Bitcoin. And if you'll remember, they uh, they purchased twenty one thousand four hundred fifty four Bitcoin for about two hundred fifty million dollars. And neither MicroStrategy or Tahini will be the last. Gang, there's going to be more that are going to say, why are we saving our dollars when the value of our dollars is going down when it appears that Bitcoin is the future?
1: So I mentioned this earlier that we were going to talk about this article, and that is that the Mongolian crypto miners no longer get cheap electricity.
0: What was it cheap before? Oh, because it was uh, it was state subsidized before the oh, government was paying for miners to to do what they were doing. The Inner Mongolia Electric Power Group um, is the electric company there, and they believe that they're going to recover um, six point seven three billion Huan, which is about nine hundred seventy seven million dollars in taxes and fees. Because um, wow. you've got Bitmain, for example, that is one of the companies that is sucking up the electricity there and um, profiting, um, not, you know, not paying taxes. So no more cheap electricity for you, Bitmain, Jihan. That's right. I wonder if they'll move out and go somewhere else. I don't know. You know, when regulations get too strict, um, it's not unusual for business to evacuate. But I don't know You know, what kind of choices they have there in uh, in China. I don't know where you go. And that, of course, is one of the big questions. Anytime a, uh, a government gets invasive and impre- oppressive is where do you go from here?
1: Well, one thing you could go from here is that there is a new crypto analytics app and they are promising to make trading more mature.
0: Oh, it's good. So trading needs grow to grow up. It needs to stop being immature.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: G- grow up trading. It's a cloud based platform called AltFins and it's a crypto analytics app that allows investors and active crypto traders to screen, analyze, and trade altcoins across a multitude of. Of exchanges, you know, we're seeing more and more crypto apps pop up, more tools, and I'm really looking forward to more consolidation. Uh, where, because I have so many logins and so many tools, and I'm not saying I don't want there to continue being competition, because I do. I just feel like it's so much to keep up with.
1: Yeah, so this thing looks pretty cool. It lets you um, easily find trading ideas screen over a thousand coins and pairs to find trends and chart patterns and monitor your portfolios across multiple exchanges.
0: AltFins closed more than a million dollars in seed financing in July, and they are using the funds to develop pre-trade and post-trade analytics. So that might be something you want to check out if you're into following that thing. And uh, here's a big name that's known in the personal development space.
1: I uh, was really surprised when I found this article to, to see this anyway.
0: Deepak Chopra, uh, considered by many to be a guru, not not by me, but um, he is, you know, he offers all kinds of courses and training. He's worked with Oprah on certain initiatives. And the Chopra Foundation has partnered with Hedera Hashgraph, And I believe we've talked to Hedera before um, to tackle the mental health crisis and flatten the other curve, which is the suicide rates. Really, really glad to see that because that's one of the uh, unintentional unintended consequences of the lockdowns is while we may be saving lives by staying inside. Um, the suicide rate is up because people are unemployed and they're depressed and they're, um, you know, they're too close with their family members. I mean, we all need to get away a little bit. And sadly, that's causing a problem.
1: Yeah. So he said that he's been looking at blockchain for a while and that he he believes that this collaboration um, provides proof of work.
0: Mm, traceability. So, yeah. so, you know, how how are they tracing though? What's you know what is it exactly? Um, it's a merger of meditation with technology. He's looking old. Like there's a there's a picture of him on the site, and he looks gaunt. I mean, I guess he would be older now, but uh, he's he's looking.
1: I mean, it's uh, not a very good picture either.
0: It's not it a very good blurry.
1: Picture. It's weird.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure what the uh, what the deal there is. Uh, according to Bolt Chopra and the CMO of Hedera, Christian Hasker, somebody commits suicide every 40 seconds in the world. I
1: wonder if that's changed due to COVID, if it's higher.
0: Wow. When you think of that, you know, if we're, if we're 30 minutes into the show, you know, that's mm-hmm. what, about 40 or so um, suicides just in the time you've been listening to the show. That's horrible. Uh, you know, there's yeah. always hope gang, no matter what the situation is. Uh, there's suicide hotlines out there. If you are even remotely entertaining the notion of taking your own life, don't do it. Please call for help. Uh, the people who have done that, you know, once they get a different perspective and get the help they need, are so glad that they didn't. And, uh, the world needs you. So don't do it get help. But there's something you can do, which is really a horrible segue coming from something so serious. Right. But you can go check out our sponsor, MobiPay. Um, They are in the process of launching very soonly their mobile wallet. We've seen what's going on there behind the scenes because we've been advisors for them for what, nigh on a year now. And I just like to say nigh on because I think it's makes me sound smarter than I actually am. Uh, MobyPay.io, go give them a visit, see what they're up to, and get ready to download the mobile wallet because we think you're gonna like it. Do it. A lot, I think you're gonna like it a lot. So Aaron, what do you think of your initial venture into the uh, the Bad Crypto microphone space?
1: Well, it's been fun. I'm definitely no Travis.
0: I'm no Travis either. Nobody else is Travis. Only Travis is Travis. So
1: Travis, come back.
0: He'll be back. He'll be back. In fact. (laughs) <laughs> this show comes out on Thursday night because you'll be editing it and posting it. Um, but Friday, for those of you who are listening on Thursday or Friday morning, Friday, the 28th is NFT day. And if you haven't got your Yay. ticket yet, it's not too late. Go to nftday.com. We're going to be um, Travis and I will be hosting the event all day. He's already told me that he's found a hotel with great bandwidth and they should be good to uh, host remotely. Hopefully if the car doesn't, you know, break down a, a second time. Um, and we've got um, William Quigley from Wax is gonna be there. We've got Tobin Lent from Tops, a previous guest on the show. Uh, we've got Devin from OpenSea. We've got uh, Jody Rich from Cred, and there's gonna be panels. There are free NFT giveaways, there's raffles. There's gonna be a lot of prizes. And we really recommend that you just go get the, get the paid ticket which I believe is $99 that gets you at the highest level um, for the entire day. And it gets you some exclusive entities, including a signature edition of Sooth & Sayer, a blockchain hero that was inspired by Mr. Travis Wright and myself. It's got our autographs on it, and only 250 of those are ever going to be minted. So um, that's another good reason to get that ticket. You're going to be there, right, Aaron? I will be there. That's great. Well, you know how we uh, we finish a show, so tell them what to do.
1: Stay back.
0: and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. Should have seen the look on her face when she realized she got to say that
1: my favorite part of the show,
0: you did the end. (laughs) That's a lot of people's favorite part of the show when, when we're done. And five and four and three and two and one. Uh, 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 uh. Okay.